This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The fate of peculiardom hangs in the balance in the desolations of Devil's Acre, the epic conclusion to the number one New York Times bestselling Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children's Series by Ransom Riggs. Race through history's most dangerous loops in this thrilling series the New York Times calls a visually rich literary experience. Get The Desolations of Devil's Acre out now from Penguin Random House wherever books are sold. Also available as an audiobook. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh- uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into the fifth edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski, producer at The Score, with my partner Rick Camp, also producer at The Score, you can hear both of us Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, on the Bernstein and McKnight Show, the new show. Very exciting, very thrilling. Uh, but more importantly, we're here for the I'm Fat podcast and March Fatness, which has really taken off on Twitter, Rick. It really has. Really excited about it and co- sort of caught off guard by how popular this thing has been. I know it's great, but everybody loves food. Even non-fats have seemed to enjoy the podcast. Our buddy Steve Rosenblum, who no one would call fat, no. Put us in his power rankings this weekend. So it's been a really good start, and thanks to all you guys for jumping on board right away, getting on the Twitter account, voting in our brackets. What's just, that Twitter account, by It's the way? at I'm Fat Pod, no apostrophe, I-M-F-A-T-P-O-D on Twitter. Make sure you follow us there, and you can vote on our brackets as we now enter the Flabby Four. The Flabby Four, my God, yes. Yes, the Flabby Four, to recap, for those that have been voting or maybe not voting, but keeping an eye on it. The Flabby Four matchups, which at the moment it is Monday afternoon, so they are live right now. It is Chris Farley out of the Real Fat Heroes region who's taking on Homer Simpson out of the Fake Fat Heroes region. Now, should should we recap how these guys got here? I think so. Those those two, though, have really run roughshod over the entire region. They're just, they're just plowing over whoever they get whoever gets in their way. It's been incredible, really, at this point. So Chris Farley started as a three seed, got ninety two percent of the vote against Jerry Garcia, a man that has ice cream named after him. Ninety two percent. So an impressive, impressive win. Then he took on maybe our favorite, maybe sentimental favorite yes. out of the real fat heroes region, young Terry Boers and got 74% of the vote in that one. So just not even close. You figure Bartolo Colon, the man's ancient, he's still pitching, he's very fat, and he's hit a home run? No. A very nice 69% nice. from Chris Farley. And then if you have the, the Spider-Man meme of two Spider-Mans pointing at each other, Chris Farley and John Candy 
Chris Farley wins with 68% of the vote. Yeah, I, I think at this point, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but Farley, to me, looks like the favorite to win this thing. I think you have the the local ties, the tragic death, so you never really had the falling out of favor that a lot of celebrities get. People love Chris Farley, and I think that he, when, when it's all said and done, when the smoke clears and the uh, powdered sugar clears, I guess the powdered sugar would settle like dust, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the powdered sugar settles. I think Farley's going to come out ahead, but we're ahead of ourselves. Yes. Continue, my friend. And then Homer, I don't think anybody's really surprised. He was the one seed out of the fake fat heroes region. 91% of the vote over Snorlax. Then really dispatched Uncle Phil. No 90 sentimentality at all for Uncle Phil. 84% of the vote for Homer. Then, once again, you need the Spider-Man v. Spider-Man. Homer against Peter Griffin. Homer got 75% of that vote. And then in a 1-2 matchup against Eric Cartman from South Park, 77% of the vote for Homer Simpson. Really impressive. Hasn't really had to bat an eye or you know really lift a finger at all. Well, when we look at icons of fat culture, Homer Simpson is really the ideal. He's what Rick and I strive to be on a daily basis, a guy whose love for food knows no bounds. He's known for hiding a decaying sandwich behind his bed. He put wax in his mouth so he could eat a chili pepper. Homer Simpson will eat anything. He consumes beer, loves pork rinds, all the things that make him a fat. He does. So he is sort of the poster child, but I do think it's going to be a really tough and really interesting flabby four matchup between Chris Farley and Homer Simpson. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how this vote is going to go. I've been purposely staying away from the results to this point so that I have no idea what's going to happen. Now, on the other side of the bracket, out of the food region, we have pizza, which has also had a very dominant run, and pizza will be taking on the remote control out of the fat accessories region. That is the Loyola of our bracket. Yes. The 12-seed remote control. We'll get to that. But let's recap how pizza got here. Opened as the two-seed in the foods region, just dispatched pancakes with the most dominant performance of the tournament, 95%. Then, taking on the seven-seed fries, pizza got 89% of the vote. Then, a strong 2-3 matchup that I know you were really torn on. Yeah, this was tough. Pizza against wings. Pizza, 81% of the vote. Really, really impressive. And then your Elite 8, A-T-E, matchup against beer. 74% of the vote for pizza. The most dominant performance getting to this point. Yeah, that is a beatdown of epic proportions. And I think sometimes we undervalue pizza. I know that I do. For me, it was a tough decision between pizza and wings. But then when really presented with the option of having to abandon one of those for the rest of my life, it would definitely be wings I abandon. I could yeah. find a way to get that buffalo sensation one way or another. Pizza is the go-to. Good example, you're at a party. No one knows what to order. You just go, you guys just want to order pizzas. It's what everyone wants. It's what everyone's thinking. It just takes that one person to break the ice and suggest it. And 99.9% .9 of the time, everyone's going to be relieved and say, oh, hell yes, let's order a pizza. It's the default food of our lives. It is. And it's not just fat people. It's everybody. Everybody loves pizza. It's versatile, but to me, it's still best in its most basic stages where you have your mozzarella, you have your regular tomato sauce and, you know, a meat or two, maybe five. I don't know. It all depends on what you're going for that day. 
but no pineapple. Yeah, I'm a very basic pizza guy, too. Give me one or two meats, like you said. Now and again, you throw a green pepper or onion on there. But beyond that, I don't want to bog it down with too much stuff. I want to taste the sauce. I want to taste the cheese and all those things. And whenever I do, I'm very happy. If it's from Pequod's to Jack's frozen pizza, I love it all. Yes. Someone told me that yesterday, oh, you know, I went and got a crappy pizza at Little Caesars, and I stopped them. I said, wait a minute. You bite your tongue, sir. It's not bad pizza. It's cheap pizza. Yes. And it doesn't hold a candle to some of the better Chicago pizza joints, obviously, but Little Caesars is very good. And, Rick, we got to get to this topic maybe in another episode. Okay. That when we ask you Chipotle or Qdoba or McDonald's versus Burger King, don't be the hipster on Twitter that comes in and says, well, really, you should try El Puerta de Tortillas in Pilsen. It's way better. We know that. Of course. That's not the question. We're aware of better places. If we do Domino's versus Pizza Hut, don't say you should just go to Pequod's instead. No crap. We know that. We're aware of that. What's not what we're talking about at this moment? I know. we All the time in the control room, this is what, where we end up texting each other about it, of this jerk doesn't get what we're doing here. We're fats, which means we need to eat a lot of food, which means we're on a budget. And the problem with downtown is that there are no, and if there are, please let us know, there are no mom and pop burrito taco joints downtown. We've got Broken English, which is delicious, yes. on Lake Street. Uh, we've got Burrito Beach, Qdoba, Chipotle, of course, all those. But as far as I know, no authentic Pilsen-style or Southside-style Mexican restaurant exists close to where we work. Right, and we're so, talking like the Loop. We are right by Millennium Park, so we're talking the heart of the Loop. It's it's a little rough to find those kind of places. Exactly. So sometimes we need to lean on the chains. That's all we're saying. Yeah, exactly. The, sorry. And both chains are very close to work. Yes, and sorry to derail you. No, you're good. Believe okay. me, this is what we need. We need to follow our stream of fat consciousness. I mean, Speaking the, of that, I'm sorry. We're watching the talk. Which is problematic in and of itself. What, what is going on with Burt Reynolds' <laughs> eyebrows? Oh, my God. The rest of his hair is like 80% gray, and his eyebrows. <laughs> He's got giant black eyebrows. Okay, it looks sorry. Like, it looks like a bit. Burt Reynolds has... Probably slept with more women than I've encountered in my life. <laughs> so respect to Burt Reynolds, right? But the eyebrow thing is a problem. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. See. Oh, how the remote controls fairy tale run to the Flabby Four happened. Yes. The twelve seed out of the fat accessories region beat the five seed sweatpants by, with sixty-one percent of the vote, and then really it's only picked up from there, taking yeah. on elevators. The remote control got 73% of the vote. Then a surprisingly strong eight seed beating the one gold bond, which, by the way, well, after this, we'll have to go through some of our surprises. The remote control got 84% of the vote against vending machines. And then the 12-2 matchup, really hardly fought, remote control beating couches, 59% of the vote to get to a flabby four matchup against pizza. See, I love the remote control, but... There are some shocking upsets, and I think what we're having here, Rick, is we're having non-fat voters participating, which is fine. We encourage everyone to participate, but true fat people would not vote against an elevator. An elevator is an oasis in a scalding hot desert. When you see the elevator there, this morning, Rick, yeah. took the elevator up to 10. We're on 9. Got in the elevator. Two girls were in there, and I said, look, I'm just going to be real with you. I'm just lazy, and I'm going up one flight. And they were both... I'm going to be gentle here. They both could be on the podcast. 
<laughs> and they said, we okay. totally agree with you. We do it all the time. Okay. And there was a moment of solidarity there where I think a single tear fell from each of our eyes. You think you became a team? We we did. We became a team in an elevator. <laughs> in the 30-second ride, not even, probably four-second ride yeah. we had from 9 to 10, we became a team in that moment. That's awesome. Okay, so looking at this bracket, what stood out to you as a big surprise? Because I know there are at least two that really, really stuck out to me. Well, you just mentioned it. I mean, Gold Bond going out in the second round. To a fat guy, Gold Bond is lifeblood. Yes, I gold. I used Gold Bond, I think, twice last week. You have to apply. Listen, I know it's winter, so it's not quite Gold Bond season. In the summer, you've got to fill that crack with Gold Bond, or you're just not going to make it, man. Yeah. You don't want to have a pit stain on your butt. <laughs> All right? <laughs> and you can quote that. You can make it on the, on the show bio. But I'm right. I've seen guys that have the equivalent of a pit stain on their butt crack. It's not good. Put some gold bond on for you. Put it on for everyone around you because it's disgusting. I'll see people on the train like yeah. stand up from their seats, and there's like a wet butt crack mark Ugh. on the train seat. Can we I, not I slap always, the gold bond on? Please. I always try and be conscious of that because I I am war I'm a warm person, literally temperature wise. Yes, Rick has. I have sat on Rick's chair after Rick was on it, and I refer to it as inferno ass. Rick has the it's hottest, true. uh, physically hot, not like visually hot right uh but i've ever seen or experienced yeah it, it's odd <laughs> because talking. and it's well it's just it's just my body in general because like even when when my brother was a baby or when you know anything this is an odd road to go down that i would hold him for a while you know like he takes a nap while you're holding him my, i would hand him over to my mom or whoever and they oh my god does he have a fever no you're just sitting on me for a while hot-blooded yep, yep that's you that's exactly me the the gold bond thing is amazing because not even just the butt crack in and of itself, but between the timbers, you really do need the gold bond more like to me this morning, just randomly. I did. I obviously didn't exercise yesterday. No, Let's not get crazy, not. but just by the nature of being a fat and doing things, remedial things like, you know, going downstairs, going upstairs, moving laundry from the washer to the dryer. You end up working up a sweat. Yeah, definitely. Well, and, the laundry thing's understandable because it's hot. Yes. The laundry's hot. Come on. Of course. Give us a break here. The other big surprise for me, aside from Goldbond losing, our guy Hamilton Porter from the Sandlot losing to Fat Albert. He got screwed. Fat Albert is the product of a rapist. What are we doing here, people? I think the problem was maybe people don't know Hamilton Porter's name. Yeah. It's the fat kid from Sandlot. Right. If, if we put Ham from Sandlot... I bet the numbers would have been at least slightly different because it was. Let me look at the percentage to be sure. Sixty percent for Fat Albert. Yeah, Kiss my inferno ass, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that one. Really, that upset me because I thought Ham was going to have a nice run. Yeah. Again, sort of in the. He was going to go down to Homer Simpson at some point anyway. We all knew that was going to happen. Right. But to not get past Fat Albert, even Peter Griffin. If he didn't beat Peter Griffin, cool. I get that. Our the younger part of our demo loves Family Guy. But Hamilton Porter is one of the most iconic fat characters in movie history. Yeah, it re- I I was surprised by vending machines in general. I thought Rascal Scooter was going to win in the win as the nine seed over vending machines. I really did. I did too. But again, I think this is an effect of having non-fats vote because everyone mm-hmm. likes vending machines. Even if you want to make like in our uh, vending machine, the air quotes healthy pick yes. of fruit snacks, <laughs> the giant 55-pound bag of f- fruit snacks. There's fruit in them, so they're healthy. Yeah, uh, Everyone loves vending machines. So that was, 
I think if we, if we could get some sort of sensor mm-hmm. or some sort of, you know, uh, weight, you can only vote if you weigh over X amount of weight or your, or your body cholest- fat is so yeah, high. Your, your cholesterol is a certain level. Right. You got to take a blood test before you're able to vote. <laughs> um, I think that Rascal Scooters would have gone at least in a, another round. Absolutely. And once again, to remind everybody, you're able to vote right now on the Flabby Four if you're listening. It's Monday afternoon. And also, for anything, follow the podcast at I'm Fat Pod. And also, you can find all the podcasts on the Bernstein and McKnight page on the Scores website and on all your podcast providers. We're working on trying to get ourselves our own space. Yes. Shockingly, we need a lot of it. Well, so yes. we're working on different avenues to make that happen. Well, and here's the other thing. Depending on who you're using, I know this is, we're, it's getting confusing. The best thing to do is to go to the Twitter account. At I'm Fat Pod because we'll have it linked right there. Right. But depending on which app you're using the podcast, it may be under Bernstein and McKnight. It may be under Spiegel and Parkins. It may take some searching to find it. But it's going to be under one of those two until we get a permanent home, which hopefully will happen by early Mar- or early April. Hopefully. Yeah. We've got a few things up in the air in, in regard to that. So that is March Fatness right now. Once again, the matchups in the Flabby Four, Chris Farley taking on Homer Simpson, and Pizza taking on the remote control. The winners will face off tomorrow, that's going to be Tuesday, for the opportunity to be the first inductee into the Onion Ring of Honor. What an honor. You know, Onion Rings out in the first round, by the way, to Cookies. Tough matchup for the Onion Ring, but the Onion Ring of Honor, that's a huge thing. And I'm looking at this Final Four, Rick, Mm -hmm. and I think Pizza's going to roll remote. I don't think that's going to be close. I, I think do too. Cinderella story is over. Uh, the the clock has struck midnight. The glass slipper has fallen off. Pizza is going to dominate. The Farley Homer matchup is going to intrigue the hell out of me because it's amazing. When you talk about two icons of fatness, I don't. I really don't know. I'm trying to figure out how it's going to go in my head. And I mentioned earlier, Farley didn't have the falling out that a lot of celebrities do. A lot of famous, like think of Adam Sandler, huge in the '90s. Okay, still had some success in the 2000s. People are to Sandler out now. I think Farley might have reached that place. And I think Homer Simpson's a little bit there because their great success was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And a lot of people have not watched a new Simpsons episode in 10 years. And I'm one of them. I can quote the prime of the Simpsons with anybody. Yeah. But I've not watched a new episode in probably 10 years. So I wonder if that's going to hurt Homer Simpson's chances. Who knows? It's it's going to be an intriguing matchup to watch. It really is. I I cannot wait to see what ends up happening, but I don't feel like I would be disappointed with any of these four being the first inductee. I think they're all very valid. I'm just for our purposes of the Onion Ring of Honor, I'm rooting for a person or fake person. Agreed. <laughs> but I can envision the Onion Ring of Honor in the XLFL stadium. It just says like 2018-pizza. Yes, That's the first inductee. Well, I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this more than once a year because, quite honestly, it's it's a great bit. I think every quarter we'll have <laughs> every a new, quarter, and okay. we'll find a new way to induct them every time. But I think this That's for fair. our first induction, which really we dreamed up very quickly. Yeah, it was what in the course of like an hour. Yeah, we came up with the whole thing, the whole bracket. Uh, we just got got inspired, and uh, this has worked out great. And I I really do think that the final four, even though remote control is a bit of a Cinderella, they belong. They definitely belong there, just like Loyola. They've proven throughout the entire tournament that they belong in the in the Flabby Four. Um, but again, I think I think their time is up, though. Before we get out of here, 
I have a food experience I'd like to share that we were looking at the website today, and it's it's an oh amazing, amazing thing. Yes. However, we have Ask a Fat questions that have been building up because of us doing March Fatness. We okay. didn't answer any last time. Once again, if you want to get an Ask a Fat question submitted, tweet at I'm Fat Pod and use the hashtag I'm a Fat. The hashtag is still there. It's still there for everybody. Right. This is from Dustin Wilson. Said, settle a debate for us. How many Totino's party pizzas are appropriate for one meal? The answers have ranged from two to four. Okay. All right. See, now I I have not had a Totino's party pizza. Neither have I. Don't I. Know, I don't know. It just, it just hasn't happened. Now, from looking at Google Images, Rick, I think we were able to say smaller than a Jax. Yes. But bigger than a Celeste. Mm-hmm. Or like, not that you'd ever have this, but like the Lean Cuisine pizzas. Sure. Or like the little, the mini home run-ins. Okay. So somewhere between that and a Jack's. When I have a Jack's pizza, to me, that's a meal. Like, that's me saying, okay, I'm eating this whole thing. I know it's not designed to be that way, but look, it's paper thin. There's not a ton of toppings. It's a, it's a... Are you trying to apologize for eating an entire pizza in a sitting? Who are you talking to? Well, here's the problem, is if you look at the back of a Jack's pizza, the serving size is like one-fourth pizza, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's bull. Um, So I would say, looking at those Totinos, I would say two would be a meal where I would say I am content and full. I mean, I could probably eat more at that point, but yeah. if someone said, like, here's your dinner, it's two Totinos party pizzas, I'd say accepted. Thank okay, you. So I don't need a nap. Okay, so if you were by yourself, though, yeah. and you had an un- mm. let's say you had a dozen of those at home, and you didn't have the possibility of normies shaming you, how many would you eat? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking three, probably. Yeah, I was thinking three or four in that in that regard. I can get by on two, but I don't believe that I'd be full. Well, remind me, on the, on the heels of this, my experience on Friday at the barbecue place, don't let me forget that before we're done. Friday barbecue yes. experience. Thank you. I'm trying to write that down as legibly as I can for myself. <laughs> as long okay. as you can read it. That's my philosophy and my writing, too. Yes. So next question from your guy, Dustin Gingerburger. Oh, Gingerburger. Does adding vegetables like mushrooms and peppers to pizza make it health food? No, but it ruins it. Agreed. Mushrooms suck in general. I, you know, all right. In all honesty, I will never order a pizza like that. Like, I'll never say I want it like my dad says when he gets a hot dog, he says, run it through the garden. I don't like pizzas with tons of stuff on it. Like I said, the most ingredients I'll I'll do in order is three, Mm -hmm. which is usually sausage or pepperoni, onion, and green pepper. That's the most I'll do. Now, if I'm somewhere and the only pizza option is a veggie or, you know, mushrooms and sausage or whatever, I'll eat it and not hate it, but I'll never order it on my own. That's just kind of my philosophy on it. Yeah, I don't and, dislike and, it, but I think I'd almost always rather have it not on there. Yeah, I'm with you. There are times where I've eaten pizza with mushroom on it, but if it's very easy and not obvious to pick off some of the mushroom, I take that opportunity. That's I will a- give you the one exception. Okay. There's a place in Hyde Park called, I always say it's either Medici or Medici on 57th Street, and they have a garbage pizza. It's not actual garbage. But it's pepperoni, onions, okay, green peppers, and mushrooms on like a personal deep dish pizza. So it's probably maybe like six inches okay. in diameter, and it's phenomenal. And I wouldn't change a thing about it. But really? it's just like the perfect balance 
of flavor in the way that it's served. It's like really doughy, you know, tall, like three inches tall at the crust, like a Giordano's almost. Mm -hmm. And that mix is perfect together because of the sauce they use, because of the cheese they use, because of the pepperoni. All this works in a beautiful symphony. But aside from that one, I'd never order it. And the thing with green pepper, and this goes for any use of green pepper for me, I hate when it's big pieces. I want smaller pieces. That's the same thing with onion for me. Like if onion is diced, yeah, then I'm down. But if it's like bigger pieces of onion, like if I'm taking a bite and there's this big chunk of either green pepper or onion that comes off of it, that's I totally wouldn't say agree. it's a no go, but it's definitely not as ideal. The only the only exception to and you're totally right on the onions. Don't give me a big hunk of onion. That's it's gross. a texture thing. Yeah, a big green pepper if it's cut thin enough, okay, becomes like uh. It's more of just flavor as opposed to texture at all. Yeah. Because you can cut it thinly enough and then bake it to the point where it almost becomes crispy. And that's when I like it. But otherwise, you're right. If it's going to have any sort of juiciness or wetness to it, it's got to be diced. Onion or pepper. Totally. The next question comes from Johnny Fontaine. Are we all in on JB? Uh, JB Pritzker is the only governor candidate that is endorsed by the AmFat podcast. Right. I mean- He's fat. Let's let's discuss J.B. Pritzker. And not to get political, because I feel like all of them are scumbags. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going one way or the other. Everyone right. knows it, it's, I'm... It's the South Park episode. Yeah. It really is. Are you, are you going for turd sandwich or giant douche? Exactly. I am a liberal, of course. Everyone knows that. People call me that all the time. Um, but uh, J.B.'s got to be pushing 360? Bra- yeah. I would I mean, think so. He's a committed fat. He's a big dude. He's not, and it's the thing is with him, it's not like he's just giving the podcast lip service that he's going to be behind us. It's right there for you to see. He is a committed fat. He's behind the cause. Uh, I do take issue with his um, collection of, of vests. Anyone who owns that many fleece vests is not okay in my book. That's fair. There's only two people I know like that. One of them is J.B. Pritzker. <laughs> Too bad we don't work on Can't Do It Anymore, isn't it, Rick? Oh, don't oh, darn. Not too bad. Oh, well. Yep. All right, the next question comes from Mailman Jack. Hello, Jack. When making a hot... Oh, this is like a multi-parter. Oh, good. When making a hot dog at home, oh, what do you put on it? What's your preference of hot dog brand? And is it okay to use a slice of bread? Oh, hell no. See, this is one thing my wife does. Like, oh, we have hot dogs. I'm like, do we have buns? No, just use bread. No. Nope. No, absolutely not non-starter and also don't give me like the giant bready brat roll either a hot dog goes in a hot dog bun period now i'm gonna take some grief for this okay i know i'm sorry it's just how i was raised and it's just how i am i hate mustard i hate pickles (sighs) so that pretty much eliminates a chicago dog for me yeah right i am a chili cheese dog guy okay that's good or just ketchup i know i'm sorry Blame my parents. It's how I was raised. And it is it is my shame. And I don't care. Like, if you want to put ketchup on a hot dog, I get it. Like, do it. I'm never going to shame someone for a topping. I agree. But Except for pineapple on pizza. Yes. That deserves to be shamed. But it's just ketchup. And I know that's awful, and I know it's lame, and I'm sorry, but it's just how I was raised. Yeah, the just ketchup. Like, for me, my normally when I get a hot dog, I'll put ketchup and mustard. Yeah. More mustard than ketchup. I'd go maybe like two-thirds mustard, one-third ketchup on mine. Okay. I'm not a big relish guy. I am a fan of the chili dog, the chili cheese dog, whatever iteration. As long as it's not involving Skyline chili, I'm down. Yes. 
Did you see the Skyline Chili with the green noodles? Oh, they, they found a way to make Skyline Chili <laughs> look even worse. It looked like... Well, it, everyone knows what bad chili looks like. I don't need to be too too descriptive. Yeah. Uh, awful. But the other thing with my hot... I'm, I'm making an excuse for myself. Most times I get hot dogs, I'm driving. So to have a giant loaded hot dog with uh, all the toppings would just be a mess. Yeah. It's like eating Taco Bell on the run when your car is just full of cheese, it's shreds, really and rough. lettuce. It's tough. Yeah. But yeah, I know I'm wrong for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, for for me, I've realized that when I have something that's messy, and I think this is probably more everybody, but when I have something that's messy, I eat it quicker. Like because yes. it's like, oh god, I don't want to get as much on my hands, especially if I'm on the road, whatever it is that I'm eating, and I tend to not enjoy it as much, so I shy away from getting, once again, too many from getting too many toppings. We're both we obviously love our food, yeah. but I think we're both kind of minimalists in we're that basics. regard. Yeah. Or um, basic fats. Do you have a preferred brand? I mean, Vienna beef's great. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Vienna beef. I mean, it's, I know it's kind of the stock answer, especially around these parts, but, I mean, it's so damn good. Well, Vienna beef is my third favorite. My second favorite is Hebrew National. Those I, are delicious. I actually don't know that I've ever had one. Grill them. They're amazing. They're perfect on a grill. Okay. Now, Southside people who grew up Oaklawn, Burbank, Evergreen Park, that area, they're going to know this place when I say it. Junior's Hot Dogs. Okay. Those are my favorite in the world. And sadly, the one in Burbank is now called something else. Like I think it's called Cooper's. It's the same food, but it's not Junior's anymore. The only one I know that still exists that's Junior's is on 95th and Ridgeland. And that is my go-to hot dog place. You get two hot dogs, and you get the large cheese fry in a cup, and you've got yourself heaven in your car. It's amazing. That's my favorite place. I don't know what kind of hot dogs they use, but they're the really light hot dogs. They're almost white, and they're delicious. They're steamed. They're not grilled. They are fantastic, and I know Southsiders know juniors, love juniors. It's been around forever, and sadly, there's only one left as far as I know, but it's still rolling. It's still doing well. They just added a drive-thru, which is also- Oh, God, that's dangerous. It's actually hilarious because it's nice not to go in, Yeah, but the drive-thru is literally from- like the ordering window is four feet from the window. So I'm like, yeah, I'll have two dogs uh, with cheese and chili and a large cheese fry. And I'm like looking the guy in the eye and I can hear his voice through the glass. Like, why don't I just come up and order? Right. Like, why did you install this giant thing? I know the menu is nice to have. Sure. But Junior's has been there for a thousand years. Everyone knows what they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it's just very comical. It's like, okay, drive ahead. You're like. And I'm there. It's like literally four feet from that's awesome. ordering window to actual window. The the hot dog place that was always my favorite and sadly is now no more. Oh, man. Just this little hot dog stand in West Chicago. Those in the Western Burbs have probably at least heard of it. Happy House. I have heard of that. Yeah. Vienna beef stand. Really just incredible. Incredible food. The, the dogs were fantastic from there. Also, the combo. Was great. The beef and sausage. Yes, that's my go-to at Portillo's. Yeah, it's it's so good. But sadly, they switched ownership, and now it's called like Happy Dog or something like that. And I tried it once, and it's just not the same. Oh, I was that was like every Saturday for lunch when we didn't have to go to my dad's work and we'd be at home. That was what we had every time. Also for Barry Rosner, they have a really good pizza puff, or they did. Have you heard of Grisano's? No. Someone brought Barry a Grisano's pizza puff. I think it was when they were at Kenwood Liquors in Oklahoma. Okay. Rick, Grisano's is a dough bag. I mean, literally, it is. Sounds like a fat insult. Probably about the size of home plate. Yeah. Maybe a little bit smaller. And it's soft dough, fried, obviously. 
uh, and it's just filled with whatever pizza ingredients you want. You and I, if we have a f- podcast field trip, yes. we need to go to Grisano's. I think it's technically, oh no, it's 79th Street, so it would be Burbank. It's in Burbank. We can go there. We can go to Chuck's. We can make the whole Burbank circle. Okay. Kojak's, where I used to go before football practice, eat a bunch of fries, and throw up when we started running. <laughs> it didn't matter. Every day, like, oh, let's go get some fries, and throw up and then do our sprints. But uh, the Grisano's Pizza Puff is world famous, and uh, you have to have it. You, okay. Rick, you will hug and kiss me when you see this thing. I'm still talking about the Pizza Puff. Okay. Yeah. And- as long as we're setting up future destinations for remotes yes. for the podcast, yeah, at some point you'll have to come and try because I feel almost feel bad for having talked about it as much as I have. Pub Forty Seven over in St. Charles is amazing. I did, did you see the picture that I sent you of the beer nuggets? Yes, they're amazing. I love so beer nuggets so much. Another place that I went this weekend for the first time. We got a couple notes before we get out of here. Gnarly Knots in Winfield, a place I had never even heard of before, but. My wife is big on looking up all the local stuff, so I rely on her for such things. My wife. My, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best drops ever. It really is. So Gnarly Knots is a little house randomly placed right by the, the fire department just off of, of Central DuPage Hospital in, in Winfield, not far from the train stop in Winfield. You go in. It's only open a few hours a day, 11 to 4, Monday through Friday, 11 to 3 on Saturday, closed on Sunday. I memorized this after having <laughs> the three cheese stuffed pretzel. All right, what are the three cheeses? I don't know. I know there was cheddar. <laughs> I know there was I know there was cheddar. There's got to be mozzarella. There was mozzarella and I didn't taste there was no like kick of it wasn't a pepper jack. I'm thinking maybe like a provolone. Oh god. It's so good. So if you imagine the shape of a pretzel, it was essentially the bottom. The base of it was cut open, the cheese is put in it, and then it is warmed up, and it is amazing. They have different varieties every day. We watched a video from, I think it was Chicago's Best. It was. Which, we got to get on Chicago's Best at some point. Yeah, Chicago's Best podcast about being fat. Yes. Who's better than us? Hopefully nobody. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, they had an Italian beef version. I mean, it's very versatile. Every day they have your standard salted pretzel. They have a cinnamon sugar pretzel. There's basically like kind of a, a cheese over the top before it's baked. Different varieties every day. They have different types of pizza. It's so good. I was watching the video just salivating. It looked amazing. Giant soft pretzel. There are not many things better than that, and they make it versatile. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Speaking that's, of uh, that's Italian... gnarly knots. Gnarly knots in Winfield. All right. I'm there. I might go there this weekend. I'm not kidding. Didn't plan on talking about this, but you mentioned Italian beef. We did a remote at Deuces last week for the um, tournament. And that place, it's on Clark Street. It just blends in with all the Wrigleyville bars. Mm-hmm. But if you're walking down Clark Street, it's on the east side of the street. And they have like swimming pools outside and hot tubs. Okay. The chef there has classed up bar food. They had Italian beef egg rolls. They had buffalo chicken rangoon. You ever have crab rangoon at a Chinese restaurant? It's like a crab meat filled pastry, okay. almost fried, like folded up like origami. Mm-hmm. That's what a rangoon is. And this is buffalo chicken rangoon. Uh, my God, the food there is so creative. They have uh, lobster corn dogs, where it's okay. a deep fried lobster tail on a stick. Okay. Deuces in Wrigleyville. If you want to up the bar food game, go there. But then this weekend, I had yes. an experience, and I, I need your advice on this. Went out for our friend's daughter's birthday. 
went to Smoky Joe's in Crete. And anyone from the far south burbs, like I am now in Homewood, knows Smoky Joe's. Very cool place, great barbecue, but the atmosphere is awesome, like live music. All the locals like come and jam. It's a lot of fun. So anyway, our friends, very generous, pick up the entire tab because it's their kid's party. Mm-hmm. So they order nachos, uh, potato salad, uh, mac and cheese, cheese sticks, garlic knots, like pretty much anything on the menu you can imagine. They ordered two of each for the table of everybody. Then when the apps were gone, it was pulled pork, rib tips, oh uh, brisket, fries, like really uh, fried pickles, like anything you can imagine. And I felt like such a jerk, and especially with cheese sticks, they're the hottest commodity on the table all the time. All the time. And I took two. I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm starving. I love cheese sticks. I'm going to take two, and I'm going to lay out on some of the other things. But, man, I took two, and I got some looks. I got some looks. Really? Yeah, I I think I overstepped my bounds a little bit. I kind of felt some guilt after that. But then I realized I had two two cheese sticks, so I felt better. If you're laying out on other popular items. Yeah. That like for you, I know the fried pickles would be a no go, right? I had a couple actually, and they were they were fried enough where I could deal with it. Okay, but mo- as long as you're laying off on other stuff, then I know it's hard for a lot of people to see the f- see the sticks through the basket. Or is that I mixed that up? Whatever. No, you're right. Either way, you know you're doing you're doing right. You're doing the solid in other areas. Yeah, I I, I didn't have any pulled pork. Okay. I decided to go with the brisket and the burnt ends and the rib tips. Instead, and I will say, like, a lot of places you go and order cheese sticks, you get four, which is ridiculous. Yeah. This place had, like, ten per basket. Okay. So there was enough for everybody to have one. And they ordered two baskets. So there was enough for everybody to have one. So I didn't feel too awful, but then I was like, eh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I have a quick shout out before I know we have to talk about your, was that your, yeah, that was your barbecue experience. That was it, yeah. Okay. Yep. So before we get out of here. Uh, shout out to Dry City Brewing. After going to Gnarly Knots in Winfield, then headed over to Dry City Brewing in Wheaton. You know, just shooting the breeze with the bartender and the master brewer that was there. And, you know, we were just BSing, talking about whatever. Fans of the podcast. Nice. It came up that, oh, oh, you work at the score? What's your name? Oh, Rick? Oh, I'm Fat Podcast. And for one thing, my wife laughed. Because my wife does not, my wife does yeah. not, <laughs> does not Believe in the power of the I'm Fat podcast. It's a struggle that we both deal with. I don't know what evidence she needs. I know. We've got 1,100 followers in a week. Yes. We have Joe Thomas, Cleveland Browns legend, following the podcast. Yes. We haven't even gone through. We probably missed a bunch of celebrities following us. Right. Because we have Mark a future Fatness. Hall of Famer that follows the podcast. Yeah. What more? And Patrick Manley as well. Yes. He was the first follower of the podcast. If ever a long snapper is in the Hall of Fame, it's going to be Patrick Manley. I agree. So, yeah, Dry City Brewing, one really good stuff. Every type of beer that they have, you think it's going to taste like, you know, the norm. But their, uh, yeah, their Scotch Ale was fantastic. They had a thing called a Copper Ale, which I'd never heard of. Really good. So props to them for being fans of the podcast. And it's like the only place that actually brews in Wheaton. That sounds good. And we love any sort of fans. And uh, as we move on Because they cool us down. You know, anyone wants to sponsor, just let us know. Yeah, we're just saying. Hit us up. Yeah. Hit us up. Yeah. DM us on Twitter or uh, find either of us at Jayzawaski670 for Jay at Recamp670 for myself. Don't you have a train to catch? I do have to go, yes. Okay. And I refuse to run. Good call. You can't be running, especially in the middle of a Monday. No. It is a day that ends in Y, so running is a no-go. No-go. All right. 
with that, I do have to go. Rick, thank you. We did this last minute. I'm glad we did it. The final four is up and running. Flabby four. The flabby four. I'm sorry. You're a jerk. Go vote on the flabby four at I'm Fat Pod on Twitter. No apostrophe. I M F A T P O D. Get those votes in. It's pizza versus remote control. It's Chris Farley versus Homer Simpson. The winner moves on to the national flabshianship. We haven't come up with this one yet. No, <laughs> we're, we're workshopping a name for the championship. The national chocolate chip. I don't know. Something. Something. We'll come up with something. Feel free to suggest ideas too. And and that will be. Is that matchup tomorrow? It is. The championship tomorrow. So visit at I'm Fat Pod and vote. Until next time, for my partner Rick Camp, I'm Jay Zawoski. We will talk to you on the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single, the delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.